I'm going to switch hats from back there to here. And we're going to um, go into a time of prayer here this morning together. And we want to do it just a little bit differently maybe than we've been doing it recently. I mentioned last week that Jesse, our director of KidZone, is going on medical leave. Come stand in the light with me, Jesse. Um, and so we, uh, we want to take some time as a church um, to pray for Jesse this morning, but we also know that there are others here this morning that are hurting in some way. It might be a physical pain that you are looking for healing from. Maybe it's a spiritual pain, an emotional pain. And so we want to open it up to invite, if, if, there, if you are here this morning and you would like some prayer as we pray as a church together, I want to invite you to come up. There will be some staff, some elders that are going to come up as well. If you guys can come now, that would be great. And if, if at any time here you want to come forward, they'll be available to, to sit with or stand with um, and join in prayer with you. Um, Christy's going to come up and lead us in prayer. But I also, we do this thing as a staff when we pray together as a staff um, we actually all pray at the same time out loud. And it's this cacophony of noise. But it's a beautiful thing, knowing that God can hear each and every one of our voices. So as Christy prays, both for Jesse and for anybody else that wants to come up, um, we're going to leave space for you as a church to pray. And we just want to invite you. It might feel a little uncomfortable at first, but to pray out loud and, and just hear the voice of the church crying out to the Lord this morning. Um, and yeah, like I say, if there's anybody else that wants prayer, please come up at any time. Any one of these people would love to pray for you. Yeah, so like uh, Alana said, if there's anybody here that wants to come up and, and lay hands on Jesse, please don't be shy. We're a family. Get up here. Let's love on her. Um, and those of you who are able, if you're comfortable, would you rise if you don't come up and just stretch out your hand, not just for Jesse and for her sweet, beautiful family, um, but also for the people that are going to come up and, and also need, need healing and prayer. So if you just join me in that, we're going to get in here and we're going to talk to Jesus. Father, we just want to acknowledge that you are here. We just sang, how great thou art. Great is your name. We thank you for your goodness. You are a good and holy God in the midst of every ounce of suffering that is happening in this room in this moment. You are good. Father, we remember that while the Israelites were in slavery for hundreds of years, being beaten and abused, you had a plan. When they were wandering in the wilderness, you had a plan. When we were lost in our sin before the foundations of the earth were laid, you had a plan. And Father, we do not always understand why things play out the way that they do why you heal some, and while others suffer. But God, we just again want to declare your goodness in the midst of it all. Would you be the lifter of Matt and Jesse's faces right now? It is so easy to look down, to see where we are, to be defeated and discouraged and frustrated, confused, angry, would you lift their faces from that this morning, right now? Would you allow them to look long into the eyes of their creator, their father, the lover of their soul, the savior of their lives? Would you just allow them to feel your presence right now? God, we believe that you are not a God who healed. Or we read about in a book, Father, we believe and we declare as your people in the name of Jesus this morning that you are a God who heals. You are a God who knows every bit of Jesse's body. You know every bone, you know every muscle, you know every tendon, you know every atom because you stitched her together. God, any wisdom and any knowledge and any answers that come through at any medical avenue, Father, that wisdom is yours. We don't rely on the doctors. We rely on the wisdom that you give to them. And we are so grateful, God, that in all ways that you are creative, we just declare that you knit this body together, that you saw Jessie in the womb of her mother, that you knit every piece of her together and you know every piece of her. God, we believe that you are a God who heals. We believe that you can and we ask that you would, Jesus. We ask that you would, Jesus. We know that right now in this moment, 
because of the power that lives within us in the Holy Spirit is the same power that raised you from the dead is alive in each one of us and it's alive in Jesse's body right now. And we call on that power, not for us, but for your glory, Jesus, that your name would be magnified, that you would heal her body in Jesus' name. Father, that she can cancel all her medical appointments, that she can call all those doctors and all those specialists and say, I don't need to see you anymore. I am well. Praise God. You believe that you can, and we ask that you would. But Father, in the midst, we don't understand you. Your scripture is very clear that your ways are above our ways, that your thoughts are above our thoughts. So God, we trust you in the midst. We trust your answer, we trust your goodness, and we trust your plan. But I pray in the midst that you would bring a supernatural encouragement, that you would fill them with a joy beyond this long three years, where things have not gotten better, but they have consistently gotten worse. We know that in the midst of those things, you are still a good God. We believe that. We believe that you are a faithful God, and that never at any moment of this journey... Were you anywhere but in front of them, beside them, and behind them, surrounding them on all sides? So, Father, if we wait, we wait. We trust you. We glorify your name. But we also declare that we believe that you are a God who can heal, and we ask that you would. So go ahead, church. Just, just pray. Call in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you again because we know that you have heard every word, every utterance, whether it was spoken aloud or not, that in this place that you have healing for us, that you have healing for broken hearts, that you have healing for broken bodies, and that you have healing for broken relationships. You are a God who reconciles, who brings bodies back to the way that they were meant, back to the way that you intended when you created them. There was no illness, no pain, and we know, God, that you, we just celebrated Easter and we recognize and remember that Easter Sunday is wonderful, but we remember that on the Friday that you took every disease, every ailment, every sin, every abomination that the worst person that's ever lived could ever come up with and you bore it in your physical body, all the shame, all the pride, all the anger, all the sorrow, broken bones, cancer, you, you, you lived it and it killed you. But then you took it to the grave and you left it in hell. So we declare that truth over this place this morning as we continue our service, as we walk out of this building, would we not allow the lies of the enemy to drag our identity away? And that identity is that the very power that raised you from the dead lives in us. Would we take it to our workplaces? Would we take it to our families, our neighbors, our enemies, would you shine brightly through us and let us walk in victory this morning? Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you. We love that you're here. We love that you're moving, that you're doing something. We recognize and acknowledge that. Would you continue to move this morning? Healer of our bodies, healer of our hearts, lover of our souls. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks so much for praying with us. Um, John's going to come up, and we're going to do our three-ish things together. Uh, and just before we do that, on the kind of tying out of 
what we just prayed for with Jesse, I mentioned last week that we were needing a little help in Kid Zone, and I feel like God actually answered that prayer before we even knew that we had a prayer to pray, because what was it, about six weeks ago or so, John, maybe two months ago, that you talked to Scott? Yeah. Just saying, hey, is, yeah. He said, is there anything available? And at the time, there was nothing. Um, but then um, things happened, as they do, and uh, so we thought, you know, maybe this is just the perfect opportunity. Of course, if you watch the dailies, you've seen John on there a few times. He's been up doing a sermon with Pastor Scott before, and so we're bringing him on in a temporary, we're calling it an intern, so that we can get him to do whatever we want, <laughs> um, but uh, just a temporary position to keep kids zone moving along smoothly. So families, you'll be seeing him there. If you have any questions about Kids Zone, you can connect with John. He'll be jumping in on the kids camp side of things this summer. Mark your calendars, July 11th to 15th, kids camp here at New Life. Um, so he'll be helping out with that. Um, helping out in brew life, kind of keeping that going. If you signed up to do coffee bar, you're going to get to know John. And then a number of other things as well. So you're going to start to see him around. So welcome to the team, John. Yeah, we're really glad to have you. to just serving in any way I can and helping Great. out any way that's needed. Wonderful. Well, let's jump into three-ish things. I need my paper. <laughs> I know. Okay, first of all, a big thank you. Last week we had our ministry fair. Uh, over 50 of you signed your names to various pieces of paper. Many of you signed your names to more, more than one. And so we are so thankful that um, so many of you stepped up. There is still lots of opportunity to serve. If you missed last week and you don't know what I'm talking about, there's just a lot of ministry areas. We need, need your help as part of the body. And so we have a, a form still on the info booth with some information about that. So if you missed your chance, you can still sign your name um, and we will get you connected with whomever we need to get you connected to. Uh, for that, there's a couple opportunities we missed, and you're going to tell us about yeah, those. Yeah, there was two that we didn't get to last week, um, really important ones. There's the first being setting up communion table. Once a month, we do uh, communion here, and uh, we partake together as a large church, and just uh, being here to help set that up and, and uh, get that ready for the body would be great. And then also setting up on Sunday mornings, we are looking for people to help out um, as stage managers. So basically, that just means getting here early on Sunday mornings, helping out with the worship team, and just getting our space ready for all the guests that are going to be coming in. So those are the two that we wanted to highlight that um, we didn't get to mm -hmm. last week. Yeah, so if you want to sign up for anything, it papers at the info booth, and we would love that. Um, just want to mention, we, we've talked about it a little bit, but not a whole lot. We are live streaming our services now. Uh, so if for some reason you can't make it to church on a Sunday, uh, we just want you to know you can check those out. There's a link right on the homepage of our website. It says live stream. You click on that, um, and it starts when the service starts. We've got Marita on there hosting uh, for now. So we just wanted to make that known that that is available in case anybody didn't know. If you miss the service and you miss the live stream, you can still catch it on our YouTube channel. Yeah, and... Um our last sort of thing is, over Easter, we had uh, eight baptisms, and um, if you weren't able to see the video or be there, it was so encouraging just to see um, people take that step, and we're really excited to say that we're planning actually the next round, so if you would like to be baptized, um, reach out to one of the pastors, talk about it. We haven't set a date yet, but we're looking at uh, May or June, so yeah, we would really love to chat with you more about that if you're interested. Great. Thanks so much, John. We're going to call Alicia up now and Jackie and Simonetta, and we're going to... Oh, no, yeah. we're not. It's we you. We have kids, though. We have kids, though. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. totally forgot. John's going to take it from here. I'm going to sit down. Yeah. Um, go for it. Awesome. So I have the honor and privilege of um, guiding us through our verse that we're memorizing with the kids and also dismissing them. So I have not seen this, but I've been reassured that there are no missing words this week. So together, we can do this. Um, so let's start together. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. Isaiah 6, verse 8. Do that one more time. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. Six verse eight. Thank you. <laughs> um, and if you just join me now as we pray for our kids before we dismiss them. Uh, dear Lord, I just want to thank you for 
just the amount of kids we have in this church and the, just how awesome it is hearing their joy every Sunday morning and just seeing how excited they are about spending time together and learning. I just pray as they go um, to Kids Zone that they would just have a really wonderful time um, and that you would just equip the servers there to guide them and teach them uh, in the way that you see fit, Lord. So I pray that um, as they go, that your peace would go with them and your joy also. Amen. That's it. So kids, now, yeah, head out to Kids Zone. Good morning, church. Um, I'm Alicia, the Director of Youth Ministries here, and I'm going to bring up Jackie and Simonetta to the stage as they are our live um, community story this morning. There you go. Get that chair. Come take a seat. You grab that mic right there. Perfect. So uh, I guess it would have been a month... And a bit ago, I had two other people up here. Uh, I had Brianna and Vegas. And they are part of, yeah, our intergenerational mentorship program that we run here. And this is like a passion project really for me. Because I love, one, bringing those generations together. But seeing how Jackie has years, just years of like wisdom. I, like, I sit down and have coffee with her, and I'm like, tell me more. Uh, and I love it. And I just walk away uh, feeling filled, feeling inspired. And she has the opportunity to pour into Simonetta. And so we have a youth, and then we have a, a senior. You're right, a senior. Uh, yeah, and seeing how their faith journeys can intertwine and encourage each other forward. So I am going to be interviewing them and just sharing with you guys what this is. And this is actually one of the areas for youth where, like, some of people came up to me after and they're like, why do you need 75 people? Well, Jackie's one of those people. Um, there's a lot of people that need, I've been approached already asking to mentor, if there's more mentors out there to mentor people. So if you are somebody who would like to be a mentor after you hear this, please approach me. I'd love to chat. But anyhow, shall we get started, ladies? Yeah. So my first question I have for you guys is, we'll start with Simone, and then we'll jump over to Jackie. Share with us something that has been valuable in this mentorship journey. Hmm. Okay. Um, most of the time I spend with Jackie is really, really valuable. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, though, has been I am 18, and I like my stage of life is like I'm just starting like everything feels like it's brand new and I get to learn and spend time and like have tea with somebody who's in a completely like radically different stage of life than I am and in a different place in their faith and everything and to be able to connect and be like wait <laughs> you came to Christ years before I was born but we're able to like have so many things in common and have so many things to share about and I just, like, I'm able to build a relationship with her and connect with somebody that I, like, in any other context, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I just, when, when do I get to speak to somebody and sit and have tea with somebody who isn't my family and to have them teach me? Like, it's just, I, I've gotten so much, even just, like, if we were just sitting there, like, in each other's presence, um, Jackie's life is so different than mine is that, um, like, I just would learn from just sitting in front of her. I'd be like, hmm, <laughs> um, like, this is awesome. Um, so I just say, like, it's been, like, it's been valuable to just have somebody that I don't, I wouldn't have in any other context. Like, I don't, I don't see people like Jackie at school. So, yeah. That's so same question to you, Jackie. Share with us something that's been valuable in this mentorship. Well, I think you can see that um, being with an energetic, enthusiastic young person just brings a full spark of, of life in, into my, my life. And, and uh, when I talked to uh, Alicia before, I was saying, there doesn't seem to be enough communication between us older folks and the younger ones. I don't know what's going on, and I'm one of... A, a person who likes to know what's going on around here. So <laughs> this is this is a great way to to uh, um, do that. And we're starting to develop a really 
sweet relationship. Awesome. Uh, Simone, can you share with us how has this mentorship enriched your faith journey? Yeah, okay. Um, for this one, I was like, how can I explain this? One time, like one day, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I went to your house and I've had, I had had like a really long day and I was, I was like running full speed. I was like, I, I told her, I told Jackie, I was like, I feel like I don't remember how I got here. I'm stressed and I was just, I just kept going. And after I was done going off about how many things are making me feel like super stressed, she looks at me and she goes, I'm gonna make some tea and you're gonna breathe. And then just walked out <laughs> and went to make some tea. Um, and then that day we spent the whole time talking about what it means to be still and like just rest in God's presence. And Jackie like, lives a life full of spiritual practices that she's had years and years to, I don't know, get better at and to grow in. And it's been so great to be able to walk into someone's house and be like, she was like, we're just going to be still. Like, what does it mean to just rest in God's presence and to forget everything that we're, that's, like, chasing us throughout the day and just rest? And, she, like, just by being with her, I get to witness how that changes somebody's life and their everyday life. Like, Jackie is so peaceful to be with. And it's just, it's specifically with what it looks like once you begin following Jesus in your everyday life and put the practices into practice like Jackie has taught has been a great like example of what happens after years of that so so good my next question is for Jackie um for those thinking of being a mentor what advice would you give them say that because yeah <laughs> for those uh thinking of being a mentor what advice would you give them well I think you you just need to be yourself and and be open um, just share what what God has done in your life in open way and and be able to share the struggles that you go through because just because we've been through a lot doesn't mean we haven't stopped struggling it carries on and uh, so that's I think being being open and honest about what's going on in your life and and be a good listener uh, it was neat. The first time Simone met with Jackie, she came to me afterwards, and she's like, she's still learning. She's still growing. Like, what? And it just, she's like, wow. Uh, I just remember that being like, she was just blown away. But how honest you were in that journey and being like, I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm not. And I think that's just so, I think, encouraging to be like, I admire you. I mean, like, I want to work to get to that place, but be honest with myself that I'm still growing. I'm still, I'm not done yet. Which, yeah. Uh, Simone, what can people expect from, from being a men, like being mentored? To learn. That's my, my main part. It's just like if I, I'm learning every single time that I'm with Jackie. And also, like, if, if you're open to learning, if you're open to listening, you will get so much out of it. It's just... Mm. Yeah, it's just like you can expect to learn things that you didn't expect. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I was going to be getting so much. But yeah. Same question to you. What can you expect to be, like, as a mentor? What have you gotten out of this experience? Well, I think it's discovering more of the treasures that we know when, when we're in Christ. Mm. And <laughs> Simone is definitely a treasure in my life right now. So... I, I would encourage anybody to to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Any final thoughts from either of you? I just threw this question and I didn't oh. send it to you beforehand. I think that you guys should totally do it. <laughs> if, it if you want to be mentored, I can firsthand tell you it has been so lovely to have this relationship and this friendship that I get to have. It's awesome. And that goes for me, too. And, and I'm looking forward to our next meeting. We're, we're going to do some sewing together, so that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so very much. So if you guys have any questions more on that, please come chat to me. I would love to, yeah, help you with this. Um, it is a joy being able to watch how God has used Simonetta and seeing how God continues to use Jackie in her very spry age. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm going to pray for them and then run.
Lord, I just uh, thank you. I thank you for Jackie and Simone. I thank you for um, all those other mentors who are out there pouring into students' lives, pouring into other people's lives. Lord, I pray for the ones who are sitting there uh, and they feel that pull on their heart that they too need this. God, I pray that you give them the courage to step up. You call us to community, and this is such a beautiful gift to be in community this way. Um, thank you for your grace. In your name, amen. Hi, everyone. Hi. If you were here last week, you might have remembered, uh, or you should have remembered, Scott giving the illustration of picking up that instrument um, for after not playing it for a long time, like through the summer. Do you remember that? I feel a bit like that today. So I'm always nervous when I speak in front of people, but I think I'm extra nervous today because it's pretty dusty. Uh, the instrument hasn't been touched in a long time. So um, I hope it's not going to be like a violin practice where it's really screechy and, and so on. So uh, here we go. Two years. I looked in my, I keep a little sermon index of, of, of churches I go to, which isn't very many in Canada, but used to be. Um, and it was two years ago, just before COVID was, was the last time I had the opportunity to share in front of you fine people. Um, so it has been a while. <laughs> um, there's been a few dailies since then. I think I've done 25 dailies. And, and, it, and it's a love-hate thing. I, I don't know if you've ever spoken in front of a camera, but it's, it, it's great because you, can, you mess up and you can just start over, which I can't really do with you guys because I can't erase it because you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll still see it. But, uh, but it's nice to actually um, look at faces and, and be here again, despite my nerves. So in, when I looked at my sermon index, um, I, I noticed that in my assumption that I would get other opportunity, I had Psalm 103, part one. So it's been two and a half years, two and a bit years since uh, part one. So we're going to redo it. <laughs> I thought we'll go back, we'll, we'll finish it, but we're going to do the whole psalm because I'm not going to make the assumption that I'll get a part two. So, <laughs> so we're going to do 22 verses. So if you fasten your seatbelts, we'll, uh, we'll take a look at this psalm. And uh, I... I, I love this psalm. Laurie and I, a few years ago, our schedules were such, that's my wife, Laurie, that we were able to read the word together in the mornings. And we read through the psalms. And it was a, a really rich time. We haven't had the opportunity very often since, but it was a rich time of, 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 of reading the word together. And, and I remember coming across Psalm 103. And, and, and Laurie, my wife, she's, she's a, a realist. She, she embraces like the psalms of lament, I don't know if you've ever read any of those psalms. I read them and I'm like, what? What? You know, he, he, just a depressed David sometimes. And it's like, I, I don't get it. But, but she relates to that. Not that she, she's constantly depressed, but she, she's a feeling and she's watching this. So she's at home with COVID, so she should be feeling depressed. <laughs> but, um, but just she's, she's a feeler and she's a carer and, and all of those sort of things. I'm, I'm not. I'd rather read psalms of excitement so when I came across Psalm 103, uh, I loved it. So let's t take a little look, and we'll try and get through this in hopefully about 20, 25 minutes. And uh, this is a new clicker for me, so we'll see how we go. And, and one of the things I love about this psalm, oop, that must be the wrong one. Let's try that one. There we go. Um, is that it's, it's lovely, it's, it's beautifully bookended. So if you look at the first verse, praise the Lord, O my soul, all my innermost being, praise, praise his holy name. And the very last verse is basically the same. It's, it's praise the Lord, O my soul. So it's a got two lovely bookends. And then we're going to look at these, these 20 verses in between and, and see why. Why should we praise the Lord? We've, I, I love the songs that Alana chose this morning. I think they're so fitting. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my innermost being praise his holy name. And, and really the translation for innermost being is is my innards, <laughs> everything within me, all that's within me, praise the Lord. So let's take a look at, at why we should praise the Lord. Oh, I went the wrong way. 
Now I know why Scott has fun with this thing. There we go. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to, I like to call it, I have a written, when we read it, I wrote here the forget-me-nots. And I love it because look at verse 2. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So forget-me-nots. So you may have remembered, maybe in the bottom of your memory, two and a bit years ago when we talked about the forget-me-nots. And, and I don't know if you've ever seen that little blue flower that, that comes up about this time of year. And I googled what, why it was called forget-me-not. And, and there was a couple of options. One was that basically when God created all the, and named all the animals and plants, this little blue plant stuck its head up, stuck, head, stuck its petals up and, uh, and said, don't forget me, forget me not. Um, so that's one possibility. The other possibility is, is German folklore where this, this young couple who are in love are walking up the Danube River and there's a, they, they cast their eyes across the river on the far banking, there's this, this lovely cluster of blue flowers. So he, wanting to impress her, dives into the river, swims across, grabs a, a fistful of flowers from the far bank and then starts swimming back, holding these flowers in the air as he one-handedly swims across the Danube. And he's getting tireder and tireder as he goes and, and, and to the point of exhaustion, and, and he just can't make it, but he's close to the shore and he just throws the flowers at her and, and, and dies, drowns, but says, forget me not. And then he's, he's down into the... So, so that is one possibility of, of forget me nots. That's got everything, hasn't it? It's got drama, it's got romance, it's, it's got it all, yeah. So let's look at these, uh, these forget me nots. Wrong way? We'll get this the right way eventually. It's the big button, big button. Tell myself it's the big button. There we go, forget-me-nots. So let's look at the first. There's, I, I, I googled forget-me-nots, as, as you know, and I found there was 500 varieties of forget-me-not, which is quite a lot. I, I imagine they're probably just minutely different, but 500 varieties. But we'll look at, at five varieties we find in these, in these 22 verses. And I'm going to have to be doing this, because I can't look at that with my glasses on, but I can't read my Bible without my glasses on. So I apologize if it's a bit of up and down. So these are the five varieties that we'll look at. The, his benefits, so, so forget not. Why, do we, why should we praise the Lord with all that we are? Because of, of what he's done for us. So let's forget not his ben, benefits. Let's forget not his ways, who he is. Let's forget not that he remembers. Let's forget not his absolute reign. And then let's forget not that, that there must be a response. There must be an obvious response from us. So first of all, let's look at uh, his benefits. And let me read these verses to you. There's, there's five very clear benefits of, of knowing the Lord. Verse three, I'll read from verse two. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So five very clear benefits and, and, and don't you love it, that first one? He forgives all my sin, every single sin. And it, and it seems obvious, doesn't it? And perhaps that's part of what attracted us to the Lord Jesus in the first place. You know, forgiveness of sins. Who doesn't want to be forgiven? But I wonder if we forget, don't we? We, we forget that he forgives every single sin. It, it's all absolutely and utterly taken care of. He forgives all our sin. What, what a benefit that is. And then he heals all our diseases. And we've, we've, we've just clearly prayed for, for Jesse's healing and for, and for others as well. And we recognize that, as, as was prayed, that it's not that God healed, but he continues to heal. But we also recognize that he doesn't always heal in the time frame we like. But we can be assured, you read Revelation, there'll be no more crying, no more mourning, no more pain, no more death, no more sorrow. All that will be gone. So we know that he ultimately heals, and he does heal today, and, and we pray for, for that healing. And perhaps that was another thing that attracted us to the Lord Jesus. Maybe in, in our despair, he met us in a real way, and, and that was our initial um, uh, encounter with him. So let's remember, let's forget not that he does heal. And then thirdly, he redeems my life from the pit. And, and I love that picture of, of, of redeeming, of, of a slave being bought to be set free, to be released. Uh, or, or as, or as this, this picture here of the pit, a bit like Psalm 40. Do you remember Psalm 40 where the psalmist says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He heard my cry and he lifted me out of the muck and mire. 
And he set me on a firm place. He gave me a firm place to stand. And I think sometimes in our, in our forgetfulness, we recognize, yes, he's redeemed me. He's lifted me out of the pit. But I think sometimes we think we're, we're teetering on the edge. <laughs> he just gets us out just enough, but we're right near that edge. But you read the Bible, it's not true. There's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We, we are now on a very, 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 absolutely, certainly firm place. We're not teetering on the edge. He's, he's lifted us out of the muck and mire, and we're firm. We're in a, in a solid place. Fourthly, he crowns my life with love and compassion. And, and, I, and I love that picture of, of him placing that crown on us, his incredible love, his incredible forgiveness, and his incredible compassion, that it's not our love or our compassion, but it's his. He, he puts that on us. Psalm 23, the very near the last verse, um, surely goodness and love will follow you all the days of your life. Isn't that beautiful that his love, nothing can separate us, Romans 8, from, from his love. Nothing can at all. We, we've got that crown placed on our head, his love and his compassion. And maybe that was part of our coming to know him was, was you know, maybe a loveless life where we've, we've recognized his love. Maybe feeling that we're not forgivable, we're not lovable, but recognizing the love of God, that incredible love, that incredible compassion. And then lastly, the last benefit, that he satisfies my desires with good things. And I'm great at satisfying my desires with bad things. I spend far too long at McDonald's and, and places like that. But, but it's really easy, isn't it, to satisfy our desires with the wrong things. But he's pr- provided an ample amount of good things. And, and they're free. They, they come from him. And it says, so that you, you might soar so that your youth might be renewed like the eagles. And I, and I love that picture of, I don't know if you've ever walked up Zuhalem or up to the bench up Maple Mountain and, and watching the, the eagles or the, the turkey buzzards. I like to, to, to see if I can see them flap. They very rarely flap. They, they just soar. They just enjoy the, that, that uplift, the thermals, and, and they, they just seem to enjoy the freedom. There's no effort. And, and doesn't he satisfy us with those free things? I went outside kind of just getting ready for, for this morning, the nerves, and there's such a smell out there. I don't know if you smelt it. It's blossoms. You, can, you can't really see very many, but there's a, there's a blossom smell. And, and I love that we can enjoy the simple things. So forget not all his benefits. First, forget me not. The second, forget me not. Forget not his ways and his nature. In verse um, Verse 7, he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west... So far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And, and I love the, the, that those words that, that are very much when, do you remember when Moses, Moses and Joshua came off the mountain and they came down and, and all the people were worshiping a golden calf? Remember that? And, and this is right after that. So right after he comes down, there's, there's defeat in the camp and, and uh, anger and so on. And then Moses says to the Lord, show me your glory. And the Lord appears to, not, not visually as a person, but he appears in his character. And he says, I, I'm, I'm gracious, I'm compassionate, I'm abounding in love, and so on. So it's this picture of who he is. And I wonder if sometimes, if, if you're like me, I forget his character. I forget that he, he is loving, he's compassionate, he's gracious, he's merciful, and continues to be so. Not just a one-time thing, but that is his character. Um, and there's, we come across four knots uh, in these verses. Um, he will not always accuse us. So God rightly accuses us, but he won't always accuse us. And, and why is that? It's because of Jesus. Because we've been forgiven because of what Jesus accomplished for us. He'll not always harbor his anger. He does harbor his anger. He's, he, do, he hates sin. He hates disobedience. But he is gracious, he's compassionate, he's loving. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. 
we deserve punishment. We deserve separation from him. We deserve death. But he doesn't treat us that way because of Jesus. He doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. We, we, we deserve to be repaid in, in, in every possible way because of our iniquities. But he doesn't do that because of Jesus. So four wonderful knots to do with his character. And then we have this description of his love, his grace, and his mercy. And I love those three words. Uh, I, I always think of Ephesians chapter 2 as, as kind of a, a template for our testimonies, where, where we recognize that we're, we're dead in our sins. And then there's a great turning verse that says, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy has made us alive with Christ. And it is by grace we have been saved through faith. It's not from ourselves, it's a gift of God. So those are key, key verses for us. We need to remember them. We need to, we need to be reminded of them over and over again, of his, his incredible love, his incredible grace, his incredible mercy. And I, and I like the description here of as, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the heavens above the earth. And, and I kind of Googled what, how far are the heavens above the earth. And, and apparently they are... The universe is 46 billion light years and increasing at the speed of light. I don't get that. I don't know what that really means. But I know that you could circumnavigate, if this was the globe, you could circumnavigate it seven and a half times in one second if you were at the speed of light. So I don't know if that blows your mind, but, but if his love for us is higher than 46 billion light years and increasing, that's pretty incredible, isn't it? It's worth remembering. It's worth remembering that. And then he has, um, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And I don't know what the thought of whether there was a round globe when David penned this psalm or not, um, but we have a north and a south pole, don't we? So that's a limited amount of distance, whereas east and west, you, you never reach it, do you? You just keep going, and you keep going east, you'll just keep going east, keep going west. Isn't that beautiful that our... Our sins have been separated that far. It's infinite, as far away as possible. Micah 7 talks about our transgressions and our sins being that the Lord treads them underfoot. He just, he just treads them under his feet. He hurls them into the deepest oceans. What a great reminder of his love, his mercy, his grace. And then, and then last of all, uh, he, he says, as a father has compassion on his son, so your father has compassion on you. And I, and I know it's always difficult when we maybe don't have the greatest role models as, as parents, particularly father when we refer to Father God. But isn't that wonderful that, that he is so compassionate on us? Laurie and I are quite different. She's probably more the, the policewoman. It's kind of good cop, bad cop. I, I, and, and this is not saying I'm right because I need the bad cop side of her. Uh, to, to counteract my, my fatherness that, that wants to forgive and wants to be compassionate. And I know we're all different, but, but how much more does our Father in heaven, how much more is he compassionate on us uh, than, than we are on our own children? So forget not his ways, forget not his character, forget not who he is. And then thirdly, forget not that he remembers. And I love this, I love these verses. Verse, verse 14, for he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it's gone. And its place remembers it no more. And isn't that, that great that he, 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 re, he remembers that we're, we're just a, a, a creation from dust. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. That's all we are. We're, we're just a, a simple, we're, we're fragile you know, we're buffeted by the wind, just like grass. We're, we're frazzled at times, like the sun beating down on the grass and drying it out. We're mortal. We don't last forever. We're, we're, we're mere mortal beings. He knows that. He knows our frailty. He knows our weakness. He knows our insecurities. It says the, the, the place is easily forgotten or is, is no longer remembered. And I wonder if, you know, you, you feel unforgotten. You feel, you feel forgotten. You feel um, that, that you have no value. He knows. He, he, he knows every aspect about, about us. He knows we're fragile. We feel fragile. He knows we're mortal. He knows that we sometimes feel insignificant and we feel, we feel lost. Um, and then a verse that I, I skipped over before is verse 7. It says, verse 6, the Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. 
And he knows that we're oppressed. And I love that he works righteousness for all the oppressed, not just some, but all. His righteousness is available to us all. And I, and I stuck this picture up here. Uh, this is where we used to work at Cape and Rain, England. That's a, a, a pond. And there was always a, a pair of resident uh, hooping swans that would nest there every year and they'd try and rear their young. And I was always amazed when you, when you watch a swan going across water, it's effortless. Have you ever noticed that? That they kind of glide. You just, there may be a few small ripples coming out the back, but, but the head hardly moves. The body just, just glides through. And I always think of that, I think of ourselves. You know, we've, we've glided in here this morning. And, and perhaps as we, as we look at each other, we see each other as, as swans. But there's so much going on underneath, isn't there? You know, if you, if you get close enough to the swan, those legs are, are, are kind of doing their thing. The, the big paddles underneath are, are working away. There's not much on the surface. And we don't necessarily see that in each other. Maybe as we get close to each other, we recognize it. But often we just kind of see that the gliding and everything seems to be good. Everything's peaceful and calm. But he knows. He knows that, that actually we're, we're frantic. We're, we're oppressed and we're paddling underneath there. There's a lot going on that, that nobody else knows, but he knows. So remember that he knows. Remember that he knows that, that we're weak, that we're oppressed, that we're, we're mortal, we're fragile. And, and we're, we're dust. That's all we are. So our, our fourth uh, forget me not, is forget not his absolute reign. And I think when you, when you think of the world and, and, and chaos, you know, the potential of nuclear warfare, you know, it's probably hasn't been this real in a long time, has it, with, with all that's going on in Ukraine. You just, uh, it, it's, it's heartbreaking, isn't it, to read of, of the devastation and death and, and the, 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 well, the word depravity was used, wasn't it, by, by uh, the U.S. president, just the, the awfulness that's all going on. And we think, what's happening? We're out of control. Well, I love these verses, just to remember that, that even though things seem out of control, pandemics and everything else, actually, he, he is still in control. Verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. He, he rules over all. The, the God who created the universe, 46 billion light years and, and increasing, rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in the, his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. So he has established his kingdom. He, he is in control. Um, we, you know, we think of, of lots of dominions and authorities, but actually his are the ultimate. His is the, the only one that counts. His is everlasting. Putin won't last forever. He's mortal. But the reign of, of our God is eternal. He's forever. His kingdom rules over all. The, the, all those angels and heavenly beings and all the things that maybe we don't understand, they do his bidding. He, he's in control of all. And then it leaves us to our, leads us to our last forget-me-not. Uh, forget not my, our obvious responsibility uh, as, as we read these that we, we should praise the Lord. Think of what he's done, his benefits, his ways, his character, the fact that he knows us, that he's in control. Kind of the logical step next is that we should praise him and not just lip service, not just here on a Sunday, but praise him with all that we are. Let my innermost being, my, my innards, all that I am, praise his name and, and fear him. And it's a, it's a funny thing, isn't it, fear? You know, we, we think of fear as a negative thing, but often in the Bible, fear is, is really a recognition of, of, of something that's greater than ourselves. It's a recognition of, of, of hope, which, which seems to contradict fear. It's a recognition of trust. Um, Psalm 130, verse 3, If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. We fear because of who he is. We fear because of, of what he has done. And, and what he does for us. And then uh, you'll be familiar with, with Proverbs 3, 4, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge or submit to him, and he'll direct your, path, direct your paths. So we, we recognize his, uh, that, that our responsibility is to praise him, to fear him, but also be obedient to him. 
It's really easy, isn't it, to, to lean, you know, to rest against our own understanding. But, but actually, we recognize who he is, what he's done for us, his position of authority, and really, there's nobody greater to, to lean on. And then I just put this last slide here of a friend of mine. This guy's uh, a friend of mine in Kenya. His name's Kennedy, and his, his two boys there, Bridge and Bonventure. And uh, I remember probably about, about five years ago, six years ago, um, just, just sitting with him at the end of a church service. And he said to me, Brother Andy, and he pointed to his leg that he doesn't have. He, his leg was amputated after a, a tragic road accident um, and really just totally changed his life. But, but actually, um, through that, he now serves the Lord as a pastor of a church and so on. But he, he pointed to his leg and he said, this is for the glory of God. He praised God for the loss of his leg that, that devastated his life, changed his whole circumstances, and, and I, I recognize that for many of us, you know, as we read these verses, it's really easy to say, praise the Lord. But many of us are going through things like this, aren't, they, aren't we? A lot of them are inside. A lot of them are, are, are not visible, like a, like a loss of a leg. It can be anxiety, all sorts of different things. But, but hopefully, the, these, these few forget-me-nots, these few reminders, his benefits, his ways, his character, who he is, that he knows us. He knows, he knows that paddling underneath. Um, we, we can recognize that he reigns. We can praise him despite loss of a leg and so on. And I don't say that lightly. I know that's not easy to do, but perhaps just a, a little reminder this morning from Psalm 103, which I think we did in about 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes. So there we go. Who needs part two? <laughs> Let's pray as the, as the band come back up again. Father, thank you so much for your incredible love for us, a love we don't deserve forgiveness we don't deserve, uh, the, your graciousness that we don't deserve. But thank you that you're, that is your character. That is who you are, that you're, you're loving, you're compassionate, you're, you're abounding in, in mercy and grace and love. Father, thank you that you, you know us, you know our mistakes, you know our faults, you, you know our muck and you know our mire. But thank you that you have already lifted us out of that. You've given us a very, very, very firm place to stand. Thank you that we can rest in, in that knowledge of who you are. Father, I pray that we would learn too to be able to praise you, even in those difficult times, even when we're frantically paddling and nobody else knows, we're just keeping our head above water, but thank you that, that, that we can praise you even in those times. In your name, amen.